we're back on episode two, Fire on the Field. I am your host, Tonio, and today we are um, going to discuss the opening week of the NFL football schedule starting off Thursday night. The Dallas Cowboys will be traveling to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The game will be on NBC at 8.20. Returning from shoulder and ankle injury, Dak Prescott. Last year, QBR rating of 106 TDs, 40 interceptions, passing yards 17,634, completion rating 66. Pass the rating of 97.3. Rushing yards, 1,014. Dan Prescott um, will be the starting quarterback for the Cowboys. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do returning from this injury. Um, the O-line should be back full and healthy this year as well. If running back, you have Ezekiel Elliott. Hopefully he can... Reduce his fumbling troubles because he, I believe he led the league in fumbles as well. I'm not pretty sure, but we um we hope to see that he can reduce his fumbling troubles as he had two, 244 attempts, carries, 52 catches, 979 yards, and he averaged 4.0 yards per carry. Again, we're gonna be inter- it's gonna be interesting to see if uh, Ezekiel Elliott can reduce his fumbling troubles. Once he gets in motion, he's hard to bring down. At wide right receiver, we have C.D. Lamb. He's one of the highlighted receivers I have. Uh, he ended the year with 74 catches, 935 yards. He averaged 12.6 yards per catch. Uh, Yards for catch. His longest play was 52, 52 yards. Um, he had five touchdown tackles. At tight end, the Cowboys will be running out um, Dalton Schultz. He had 63 catches, 6, 615, 615 yards, and four touchdowns. Stepping in for Blake Jarwin. Hoping to he, he hopes to have a bigger impact on the offense this year. Um... Zach Martin will be out um, due to COVID issues. Um, so we're hoping to see what Dallas does with the offensive line because the Buccaneers' defensive line is very athletic. Um, they they have a lot of speed on that front four. Um, starting off with Jason Pierre-Paul and uh, Indom Kinsu. And then back in, you have Devin White and Levante David, and uh, and those those cornerbacks are also very fast, and they can take a well in space. So I'm going to give you the spread and the money line for this game. If you're interested in that, the spread is Tampa Bay negative eight money line. Uh, for Dallas is three three hundred and ten. Positive 310, and for Tampa Bay, negative 400. My prediction for this game, 
I predict that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win 34-20. to 20. Now, opening day, Sunday, um, you have, I'm just going to give a list of a couple games that gauge my, gauge my interest, and um, so I'm just going to give a couple of games on that, um, starting off with Seattle versus Indianapolis. The game will be in, at the Colts, 12 o'clock on Fox. We have Russell Wilson returning. Can he minimize his interceptions? And um, you have Chris Carson at running back. Um, hopefully, he can get going this year and stay healthy. The O-line should be very good. They also have they signed... Robert Inkimdichi over the summer, and I think he made the uh, practice squad for the Seahawks. So let's hope that he can keep his head right and hopefully get to the active roster. Um, you have DK Metcalf, standout from Ole Miss. He's going to continue to grow. And you also have Tyler Lockett, who I think is one of the best slot receivers in the NFL today. Um... For the defense, they're going to miss KJ Wright, I think. KJ Wright is one of the best linebackers in the game. He went to the Raiders for one year. So I think they're going to miss his presence on that defensive line. Oh, on that defense, per se, excuse me. Um, but all in all, you have Jamal Adams, um, a very of safety, he can come in the box and tackle. He can cover your best receiver or your best tight end. Um, so we're going to see how that defense will um, play with the loss of KJ Wright going over to the Raiders. Um, as for the coach, you have Coach uh, Carlson Wentz. Uh, he will be the starting quarterback for the Colts. T.Y. Hilton will be out due to a hamstring. Um, again, they acquired Carson Wentz in the trade with the Eagles. Um, a lot of people are on defense about Carson Wentz and how will he perform. Um, I, I, I think that if the offensive line for the Colts can protect him and give him time to throw the ball, I think that Carson Wentz um, should be able to make the Colts a, a playoff team. We'll get into that discussion later on this in this episode. Um, the the over under is forty eight point five. The money line for the Seahawks negative one forty five for the Colts plus twenty five plus one twenty five. Um, my prediction for that game, I think the Se Seattle will come out the winner, 30 to 14, because even though, like I said, they're going to miss KJ Wright, I still think that Russell Wilson is going to do just enough to um, lead the Seahawks to that victory. Again, that game is 12 p.m. on Fox, Sunday, September 12th. And if I didn't mention 
the Buccaneers and Cowboys game. That game will be at 8.20 on NBC Thursday night. On to another game that had my interest. The Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. Um, you have rookie Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. He will be leading the Jaguars into Houston. Uh, DJ Chalk is questionable. Um, he's the only one that I've noticed that will be out for the Jaguars. As for the Houston Texans, cornerback Cornell Armstrong, IR, injury reserve, linebacker Tay Davis, injury reserve, safety, AJ Moore, injury reserve, receiver Anthony Miller, questionable. Offensive tackle Charlie Heck would be out. The spread for this game. Uh, for Jacksonville, negative 2.5. Houston spread, plus 2.5. The money line for Houston will be 150. The money line for Jacksonville will be plus 130. The over-under is 44.5. The starting quarterback for the um, Houston Texans will be Tyrod Taylor. Um, Deshaun Watson would not play. I think he's on the roster, but he will be inactive for this game. And like I said, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence will be the starting quarterback. Uh, Travis Entian will not be playing. He's, I think he injured his hamstring or something. The nature, I'm not quite sure. I have to go back and research on that. But um, the, the offensive line for Jacksonville looks like both offensive lines need work. Um, so this this should be a close game. And speaking on that, my prediction for this game, Jacksonville 24, Houston 14. Again, this game will be at 12 p.m. on CBS. Another game that had my interest, the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be traveling to the Atlanta Hawks at 12 p.m. on Fox. Starting quarterback will be Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. And Matt Ryan will be the starting quarterback for the Falcons. The money line for this game, Philadelphia plus 146. Atlanta negative 174. The spread, the Eagles. Plus 3.5 is negative 115 in parentheses. Atlanta, negative 3.5, negative 106 in the parentheses. Excuse me. Neither one couldn't find any injuries of that nature. So we'll, um, we'll go back and research on that as well. Um, for the Eagles, they drafted Demonte Smith out of Alabama. One, he won the Heisman. Uh, he was one of the best receivers in the SEC. Um, so we will see how he does in his first career NFL game. And as for the Falcons, they drafted Kyle Pitts, a dynamic tight end who can play receiver. He's built. He's like a hybrid receiver tight end with great catching ability and um, we will see how he uh, 
feels that spot because you know that the Falcons traded Julio Jones to the Titans. So we will see how see or how see if Kyle Pitts can fill that void that by Julio Jones. Um, this should be a, a little scoring game, I think. I, I I think this game would be one of those those like defensive struggles early on and the offense will pick it up late. So as for that, my prediction for that game will be I have Philadelphia winning twenty four to twenty. Now going into the one of the evening games, um Browns at the Chiefs. Um the Browns and the Chiefs play Played in the playoffs last year. It was a very exciting game. It was a uh, very entertaining. It was a pretty clean cut game. Both sides of the ball were very efficient. Um, you have Becca Mayfield starting quarterback for the Browns, and you have Pat Mahomes for the Chiefs. Becca Mayfield, can he cut down on his interceptions? Can he improve on his decision-making? Mm, he has a great running game behind him. They have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Those two right there can control the game if the offensive line can allow them, if the offensive line can block and protect both, and also protect Baker Mayfield to give him time to uh, throw the ball. As for the Chiefs, they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Lost to the Buccaneers. Pat was Pat was running for his life all all night in that game. So during the summer, free agency in the draft, picked up some uh, key offensive linemen. Trey Smith traded uh, for Orlando Brown from the Ravens, and um, they they looked pretty good during the offseason. Offseason, can't forget about Creed Humphrey. The rookie from Oklahoma. So the key for this game would be: Can the Chiefs protect Pat Holmes to give him time, and can Baker Mayfield minimize his interceptions and lead the Browns to a win? The Browns will be getting back OJ uh, Odell Beckham from injury, so that he will improve that. Uh, Rob receiving core, which is pretty good, along with um, Jarvis Landry and David Ajoku, the tight end. So this this should be an interesting game to look out for. So if you want to uh, keep tabs on this game, this game will be on CBS 4.25 p.m. My prediction for this game. But first, wait a minute, excuse me. Before we get to my prediction, the money, if you're interested in the money line, the spread, the over under. Um, the brown spread will be plus six point five, negative one thirteen in parentheses. Uh, Chiefs negative six point five and negative one oh six in parentheses. The money line, the Browns plus two hundred and twenty, and the Chiefs negative two seventy. And my prediction. I think this game is going to be hard for some point scored. Not in the 40s, but 
like in that 20-30 range. And I think the Chiefs uh, will pull it out. Tyron Matthews is a key defensive player for the Chiefs also. Um, we will see what will happen with uh, Frank Clark due to his incidents over the summer. And we um, also, the Chiefs improved to be lying a little bit as well over the summer by getting Jerry on Reed to plug in in the middle and to move um, Chris Jones to the outside. So that should be a very key move uh, for week one. Also drafted uh, Nick Bolton from Missouri. It'd be interesting to see how they plug and play with him. And we're waiting to see the results of Willie Gay. See where he returned to play week one as well. My prediction for this game would be the Chiefs 34 and the Browns 21. Now, turning over to Sunday night, you have the Bears at Rams at 7.20 p.m. on NBC or NBA or NBC Sports. Starting quarterback for the Bears will be Andy Dalton. But you might see some Justin Fields. Who knows? Whatever Coach Nagy is deciding on. Or whoever has the high hand at that time. And for the Rams, you have Matt Stafford, who was traded from the Lions to the Rams. They had that trade with Jared Goff to Matt Stafford. The money line for that game, Chicago plus 20. Chicago plus 280. The Rams, negative 350. The spread, Chicago plus 7.5, negative 111. And for the Rams, negative 7.5, negative 108. The over is negative 105. And the, and the under is a negative 1115. Or 115, I should say. Excuse me. Bears injuries. You have Tevin Jenkins will be out with a back. Larry Borum has a concussion. Chavius Sims also has a concussion. Elijah Wilkerson will be out due to COVID. He's on the IR. And Jermaine Nefetti, an offensive lineman, has a hip flexor. The keys for this game will be the Bears. Can the defense get off the field on third down? Can the Bears' offense produce first downs? And can they get more touchdowns? Can they can they produce touchdowns so the defense can get rest for the Rams? The key for them will be, will be um, can the offense produce points again, just like I had to say for the uh, Bears? Can the Rams produce some offense? And can the defense get out the field on third down and create turnovers? You have Jalen Ramsey at, at cornerback, who I think is one of the best cornerbacks in the league today. One of the best interior linemen in the game right now is Aaron Donald. How can he produce knowing that he's going to get double and triple team? That will produce uh, an, for others on the defensive side of the ball to get to the quarterback as well. You also have Cam Akers out for the year with the injury. And Henderson is also out with 
with the injury as well. So who would step up at running back for the Rams would be an interesting factor in this game. And my prediction for that is the Rams 24 and the Bears 14. And Monday night, Monday night football, yes indeed. Ravens at Raiders, ESPN, September 13th. It will be airing on at 8.15, 7.15 Eastern Time. You have David Carr, a quarterback for the Raiders, and you have Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Ravens. The Ravens have been decimated with injuries so far. Let's hope they can find a way to stay healthy this year. Um, injury news. For the Raiders, you have Javon White, knee. Cornerback, Keyshawn Nixon, leg. Linebacker, Nick Morrow, ankle. And running back, Jalen Richard, leg. For the, for the Ravens, as I said, they've been depleted with injuries through the pre, preseason and fall camp. Uh, running back, Justin Hill, Justice Hill. Is out for the season. J.K. Dobbins also running back out for the season. Rashad Perriman, groin surgery. And Jimmy Smith has an ankle injury. The money line for this game, Baltimore negative 215. The Raiders plus 180. Plus 180. The spread, Ravens negative 4.5. Negative 104. The Raiders plus plus four point five, negative hundred and fifteen. The over negative one ten. The under is negative one ten. My prediction for this game, uh, this game will be a very hard fought game. If you know the coaches, John Gruden. And John Harbaugh, you know that they are hard-nosed and they want to play physical. So, with that mindset, I think this game is going to be a close, hard-nosed, physical game. And I think that the Raiders will pull it out 35-31. Again, this game will be on ESPN Monday night, 7.15 p.m., 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Who will win the AFC West? And have the Chiefs winning that. Um, who wins the AFC East? I have the Dolphins. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying Patriots, Dolphins. Um, but I just think that Tua, with the extra year under his belt and under the system, excuse me, he will have a, have a better year. I think that he will lead the Dolphins to the AFC East. Um... As for the AFC North, this this is going to shock some people because I know a lot of people are not picking this team. But with the healthy Joe Burrow and a healthy O'Brien, I think that I could be wrong, but I think that the uh, Cincinnati Bengals will shock some people and win the AFC North. As for the AFC South, um, I have the Tennessee Titans winning the AFC South. When you have two dynamic receivers with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, then you have uh, Derrick Henry in the backfield. 
that's going to be very difficult to contend with because if you have those two dynamic receivers on the outside, then you have a good running game. That's a recipe for success. So the thing, but the thing would be, how would the Titans um, help out that offense on defense? Can they stay healthy? Can they create turnovers? Can they get off the field on third down? That will be the question for them. If they can do that, I believe that they can win the AFC South. Now, the NFC West, I have the Seahawks. As long as Russell Wilson is behind center for the Seahawks, there is always a chance for them to win. But the question for them is, can they stay healthy on the offensive line? Can they create pressure up front on defense? Can they create pressure and turnovers on the back end will be the key for them to win the AFC, I mean the NFC West, excuse me. As for the NFC East, I'm hearing a lot of people say that um, they're picking the Cowboys, but my sneaky pick for this will be the Philadelphia Eagles because of Jalen Hurts. Can he, the, but the thing will be, can he improve? Can he uh, create first downs with his arm and his, with his arms? Can he throw the ball accurately? Can he lead this offensive team to first downs and touchdowns? Can the defense for the Eagles step up and help the team, help help the offense? Uh, can the defense get off the field on third down? That would be very key this season. Can they both stay healthy? They have a great defensive, some great defensive linemen. Um, you have Fletcher Cox. You have um, the linebacker Graham, and uh, they drafted a running back from Memphis, Ken Gangwell. Will he get some playing time? Will he see see the field this year? We will see. Um, they also have a receiver named Quiz Watkins. Got to watch out for him. He might be one of those dynamic receivers uh, for the Eagles. And also, as I said, Devontae Smith. Um, will he um, be good as advertised as people think that he will be? Um, in the NFC North, you have the Chicago Bears. I'm, I'm just saying the Bears because of that defense. If the defense can control the game, and create pressure and get off the field on third down. And if Andy Dalton can just manage the game and keep keep momentum up, I think that the Bears can win the NFC North. Now, the NFC South, of course, that <laughs> without question, when you have a legendary quarterback like Tom Brady, Oh, you can't lose. You know, they also have talent around Tom Brady. You have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski on that offense. It's a lot of people I can name, but I just think about those couple people that can create a nightmare for a defense. Um, as, for the, as for the defense of the Buccaneers, can they stay healthy? Again, can they... Rally to the ball. Can they create turnovers? Can they get off the field on third down? You have Indomitian Sue. 
who's a big a big guy up front that can create havoc. You have Justin Pierre Paul who also is on that edge, can create pressure and uh hopefully they can create pressure up front. Now the linebackers I I'm very intrigued about. You have Devin White, you have let me say David. Those two are one of the two. That's a very dynamic linebacking crew right there. But those are my predictions for the NFC and the AFC. Um, my offensive player of the year, it might shock you. I, I, I know it. This may shock you really for real. But I think that Kyler Murray can be the offensive player of the year. These are my predictions. I might be wrong. But I'm just thinking outside of the box with this one. I think that Kyler Murray can emerge and be an offensive player of the year if he can stay healthy and the offensive, offensive line can keep him clean and if he can create first downs, I think that Kyler Murray will do some great things in Arizona this year. Uh, my MVP will be Patrick Mahomes. But the key for that is if the offensive line can keep him clean, and help him move the ball, keep keep making first downs and touchdowns. Um, I think that he will be the MVP. Defensive player of the year, again, I'm going outside of the box. It might shock you as well, but I think that Michael Parsons has the potential to be a defensive player of the year. This this that I know that it's an interesting pick because he's a rookie, but he looks like he has some potential to be one of those um players. My rookie of the year will also shock you. Um I think that Jalen Waddle could be the rookie of the year if he stays healthy and he can help those Dolphins um do some great things this year. Coach Flores um, a former coach of the Patriots, he, he he's building a, a different culture down there. So hopefully, like I said, I believe that Jalen Waddle will be the rookie of the year. Um, as comeback player of the year, I don't know if this really qualifies anything, but I think that um, J.J. Watt will be the comeback player of the year. My Super Bowl pick, I have the Chiefs versus... The Seahawks. That sounds like an interesting game. I I think that that would be the Super Bowl um, pick. Uh, my coach of the year would be Andy Reid. I think that Andy Reid will be. The coach of the year. And that's all, folks. That is, that is the re- the end of the second episode of Fire on the Field, week one, NFL. My predictions, my my thoughts, and uh, I would like to, I would like to thank everyone for the support of this podcast. This is episode two. Episode three is coming soon. We're going to be talking about the week two of college football, the upsets, and 
we're going to have the rankings and we're going to discuss some things on that as well. So, again, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Hopefully, you continue to listen. Send me some uh, motivational things or things that I can also improve on and things of that nature. And now, again, I would like to thank you for listening to Episode 2 of Fire on the Field. My name is Tonio, and I'm out.